0: Right, And my whole goal was to do it and get out, not do it and make it a career out of it. Do it, get out, and get to where I got to go and try and figure out something. So I didn't want to make a career long, you know, I wasn't trying to be a career criminal or nothing like right. that. You know, it's funny how things turn out.
1: Hey, this is Matt Cox, and we're about to do a podcast on Cass. Uh, Cass is going to explain real quick uh, um, about... But so it's, you know, cause I, I have like, I literally have, I like
0: have, <laughs> I have a, I have different
1: pictures and, and, uh, and articles and stuff. And, and so the name's a little confusing cause I got Raphael, Ra- Raphael and I've got, um, Mars, uh, Marcellus. And yep. So, so, but you go by cast. So yes. Okay. Correct.
0: All right. So, and that, cause that's like a DJ name you said. Yeah. So I've been DJing for about the last maybe what, 10 years now or something like that. Yeah. So, um, I was doing other stuff before DJing. I was um, always into music, but I started DJing about 10 years ago, like traveling, making money, okay, and it was a big moneymaker for me, and so everybody knows me as Cass, pretty much.
1: All right. So, Cass has an amazing story about being on the run, getting fake passports, um... Just it's a, it's a it's basically just like a it's just one crime after another after another. But then also turning his life around, uh, going to uh, going to school, getting caught. Um, how much prison time did you do?
0: I didn't. I only did about a little over a year and a half. It was okay. a year and a half. Yeah, year,
1: year and a half prison time. So, uh, but anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and get into it. So I'm gonna just basically like. Where were you born?
0: No problem man. I was born in uh Los Angeles, California. Um born, raised there pretty much until I uh finished the uh, school, high school. Um uh growing up there, basically it was uh me and my mom a lot of time most of the time. I had a little brother as well. Right. Um my father, he was there in and out. Um I don't think it was all his fault. There was problems, you know, but I was too young to even know what was going on, but that was where I grew up. And uh, my mom always tried to keep me out of, let's say, it was just her. So she tried to keep us out of, like, let's say, the ghetto areas, things right. like that. But growing up out there is kind of hard too, especially when she's going all the time working. So if you end up adventuring, wandering out to see different things, you know, right. stuff like that. But um, my childhood, I, I was the oldest, so I had to grow up really quick really quick. So um, I think by the time I was maybe like 13, 14, I was the one kind of in charge of my house, um, pretty much taking care of my little brother, making sure the house runs smoothly while my mom was working, you know, things like that. Right. So, okay. Well, so
1: I mean, at what point did you start getting into trouble? I mean, well, first of all, like, were you you graduate high school. Were yeah, you in yeah. high school when you got in trouble? Or well, like-
0: actually, see so it's a funny thing. Is um, growing up as a kid, I was kind of the good. I was a good kid actually growing up. I never really got into too much trouble. Now, I would go hang out in the streets and the, on stuff like that because I had family members that did, right. and I would hang them out. But a lot of my family members saw that I was really smart when uh, book wise. And what they wanted me to be was smart book wise and have street knowledge. And they were like, you're the one that's going to do something with yourself. You know, you're the one that's going to be something. We don't want you hanging out here after a certain time or things like that. So luckily, I had that presence.
1: Yeah, that was going to say, that's good because a lot of times people will try and pull you down. They see that and they actually try and stop yeah, you from selling.
0: I, yeah, and I had friends actually that did that. They were like, you know, the crab in the bucket third. You know, they they saw that I was doing good in school. I had good grades, everything. So I was doing good in school. I was on the varsity basketball team. I played football. I ran track. I did it all pretty much, you know, as a, a model kid growing up. And like I said, I have family members that were basically they were out on the street and then they saw that I was doing better than they were. So they pushed me to keep doing good, you know, that I'm going the one that's going to make it out. Um, so I graduated high school and everything. And even after high school, I was still doing pretty good. Like I used to get in some trouble here and there, but like just little stuff and never really got caught with nothing or anything like that. Thank God. But it was just little things. Um, but even after high school, I um, left and um went out of state actually and moved to um colorado in colorado there's a lot of military bases there you have the air force base armies there see my mom was um in the military as well so i was gonna and um i had a lot of family members in the military so i was gonna follow my family members and join the military and go to the air force and pretty much that's where life kind of messed up for me actually started making a little wrong decisions here and there what year was that that was, um, I think, year 2001, around two thousand, two thousand and one, 2001. Somewhere around there, actually, is when I moved to Cairo Springs. Um, like I said, I was going to join the Air Force. And I was working and everything. I had my own apartment. Um, and I actually had a couple roommates with me. And where life kind of turned around for me was rent was due coming up. My roommate, he ended up moving out and um or not moving out he actually left sorry he left and when rent was due so i was like what the hell so i'll go into his room only thing in his room was a tv so at that time we didn't have cell phones we had pagers two-way pagers so i'm yeah. trying to get a hold of him you know things like that finally he calls me back like seven days later whatever it is he goes hey i left a tv in a room go take the tv you can go sell that you know make some money whatever sorry this bro i'll owe you rest of the money later da, da, da. i never heard from him again of course yeah so i took the tv i went to go pawn the TV um Pana TV got like a couple hundred bucks from it paid my rent everything's fine so fast forward a little bit I'm actually um in a relationship now and I have a uh, my woman she's um pregnant with uh, my first child and um when I'm young I think maybe 22 or something like that I was really young so um I was out partying all the time, pretty much. Right. So I would be partying and stuff like that or whatever. So I was out at a party one time and this is maybe a year later after upon a TV or s- somewhere on. I don't remember exactly. I'm driving. I get pulled over. So I get pulled over. The cop comes, grabs my license, you know, registration. I'm like sure. Um, I I made an illegal U-turn. Didn't know I did. Did you? Were you in the military though? No, you were just. That was your plan. That was it my plan. Happened. So I was trying to join the air force, and I had to take like the ASVAB test. I had to do a lot of stuff to to do what I wanted to do. Right. Um. I was prolonging some things. So I started making friends. You know. Right. But my whole goal was to join the air force. Actually, so I never made it there. Right. Okay. Um. So, um, a cop pulls me over, and then when he pulls me over, he's um, you know takes my driver's license, goes back to the car. I'm thinking everything's fine. I've been pulled over plenty of times now. And now driving in Los Angeles is totally different than driving in Colorado. Yeah. Los Angeles cops don't mess with you. You can speed all day long. You know, if you're going too slowly, it might pull you over. Colorado's a different story. 10 miles of a speed limit to pulling you over. So I used to get a bunch of traffic tickets. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, I hope I paid this traffic ticket off. I'm thinking how many... So the cop comes back. I notice four other cop cars come. It's not a good sign. Yes. So I'm like what the hell did I do? Is it because I'm black? What the hell's going on? So the cop comes up, he goes, yes, yeah, so um, we need you to step out the car, sir. <sighs> so I'm being very respectful, and he, I think he sees that. So he takes me out the car, and he's like, I just <clears throat> want to let you know that you have some warrants for your arrest. Some? Yes, yeah, some. So my eyes light up, and he goes, oh, you don't know about them, I guess. And I'm like, no. And he goes, well, turn around and put the cuffs on you, so... Puts me in the back of the cop car, and he tells me, yes, yeah, so you have a warrant for burglary, um, theft, false, false information to a pawn shop, and I think two other. I don't remember them all. Those are the main three that I remember. So I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, your bond's $10,000. And I'm like, how the hell? So luckily, since I was being respectful to him, I called a friend. My friend grabbed my car for me. I told him. So we didn't have money to bomb me out of jail and like that. So I was in jail for like the first two or three weeks before I got bonded out. I um, still don't know exactly what's going on. So I end up talking like months later with my public defender. They show me my discovery, you know, things like that or right. whatever. Oh yeah, don't ever get a try and get a real lawyer if you ever get in trouble. <laughs> Trust me. So end up talking with them. My public defender explains to me, yeah, so you pawned a TV at such and such a pawn shop. That TV was burglarized out of somebody's house. Um, so somebody broke into the person's house, took the TV and a bunch of items and everything else. I got stuck with the TV. I pawned the TV. Right. So, oh, I had false information to a pawn shop. That was the other charge as well, too. So um, the lawyer told me, so, well, um, I'll get all these other things dropped, but I need you to, but I need you to plead false information to a pawn shop. So, I didn't want to go back to jail. So, I'm like, yeah, sure. I didn't ask what the repercussions were or anything like that. I'm like, I'll plead to it. I didn't even know it was a felony at the time. Didn't know nothing. So, I pled to it. I think they gave me like um, two years unsupervised probation or something like that. Um, So, I was just
1: like... Basically, just don't get in trouble again. Yeah, You don't have to show much. up. You don't have to do anything. But just... Yeah, just get don't trouble. get in
0: trouble. So, yeah. I ended up... Um, I was like... So, that kind of woke me up a little bit. So, I ended up going to... Uh, what happened with
1: your buddy? You never said, hey, this fucking guy gave me I a never, TV. This- never
0: heard from him again. So if he's out there, I got in trouble for your TV. Never heard from him again ever. Because that
1: know. one event spiraled, spiraled you. Spiraled
0: everything. He's
1: the one that got the, he may have burglarized, he may have just bought the, or gotten the yeah. burglarized TV. You don't really know. So, yeah, but never, that one event spiraled you onto this
0: whole fucking thing. You got it, thing. you got it. So um, the it's funny how something like that can just change your life.
1: Oh, I can look back and like looking back and, and pinpoint exactly that's when it all went wrong for me you Mm -hmm. know of course i made every wrong decision along the way yeah i made multiple longer (laughs) but but that's definitely the one that really started it
0: yeah and um so um yeah i never heard from him again but that that um incident kind of woke me up and i was like let me get on joining this military thing so i went to go talk to a recruiter at the air force and he goes oh you have a felony you can't join so what because i didn't know that was a felony right He goes, you can't join. So I'm like, now what am I going to do? So I went to the army. And they were like, yeah, you just got convicted of felony. You got to wait a few years to join. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Um, Not only that, I'm also on probation, even though it's unsupervised. But I guess you can't join while you're on any type of paperwork or something like that. I don't know if it's different now, but at that time you couldn't, I guess. So they kept telling me, no, I couldn't. So I'm like, oh, what the hell am I going to do now? So I'm pissed, mad at him. Like, what the hell? Da, 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 da. So, um... Basically, after that, um, I started hanging out with some of the, the guys that I actually met in jail or oh, whatever because, you know, you exchange numbers. Right. He seems cool. Yeah, things yeah like he, that. he's all right. He yeah. seems all right. He seems like a cool guy. So cause I, so I started hanging out with some of the guys I met in jail. Mistake number two. That's where a lot of my stuff goes wrong from there. So um, I was running the streets with them, things like that. Um, never really got caught doing anything, but we were just always partying, that type of stuff, just being irresponsible, you know, as a young 20-year-old. Um, I ended up working for a company called MCI. I don't know if you remember that company. Of course I know MCI. Yeah. I, I just interviewed a guy
1: that had uh, worked for MCI. He oh. did, he was part of the whole collapse, the whole thing. Oh, it's he, great! It's a great. His name's Walt Pavlo. That guy was, owes
0: me a check still. It, no, that, <laughs> yeah, that guy, he's...
1: He, God, I forget how many tens of millions of dollars oh, he yeah. was, it was, it was. It was a massive, po- oh. a massive scheme that he was involved in.
0: Oh yeah. So I'm working at the call center that they had there and I'm doing good. I think I worked there for about maybe six, seven months and I'm doing good. Cause I ended up, I had this, uh, the skill that I can sell things Didn't know I had. So I'm selling, you know, service over the phone to these people, cold calling, doing very well, things like that. And, um, once I um, get good, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, be here for this. Well, one day we show up and the whole place is just pretty much closed down. Um, the doors are locked. Nobody gives us a warning or anything like that. And we don't know what to do. And after that, I go home and I don't know what to do. I'm like, I can't get a job anywhere else because I got this felony on my record. Nobody wants to hire me. I was lucky. Actually, I think I lied my way to get into that job. I don't remember exactly what I did, but I remember lying some sort of way to get that job or whatever. So I don't remember how I did it, but I did it. So I'm thinking like, where am I going to work now? What am I going to do? At this time, um, the lady that I'm with, she already gave birth to my son. So I'm looking at him like, how am I going to take care of everything, you know? She was working at a place, too, and the place where she was working at actually ended up um, closing down as well. They give everybody, like, a two-week notice. Right. So I'm thinking, like, oh, I, you know, I got to take responsibility. Because I always grew up as being a responsible one. I got to take responsibility. What am I going to do? So what do I do? I resort to the friends that I met in jail. Right. Of, of how am I going to make some quick money? And pretty much that's when life even went worse <laughs> right. for me from there. So um, I'm hanging out with them. Um, you know, bills got are coming up, stuff like that. So that's when, um, I started basically turning to the streets to do a lot of things. So, um, I ran into this guy and this guy to was like, Hey, I know another guy, you know, that right. can help you out. So I met with this guy, a guy was from like Ukraine or something. I don't know. And he goes, um, we need somebody basically to, um, help us pretty much theft these cars. So I'm thinking, you know, cars from people? And he's like, no, from dealerships. So I'm like, are oh, from dealerships? He goes, yeah, I'm not going to explain too much about it. But basically, I need a crew or I need somebody to just grab these cars and then take them here. Right. Or whatever. So I'm like, all right. So, um, I'm waiting a couple months or whatever it is. So within that time while I'm waiting, you know, I'm still hanging out with my friends. We're out in the streets causing all kinds of trouble, mischief, things like that. Just little stuff, not big stuff, though. So finally, I get a call or I should say a page, I think, at the time or whatever it was. Right. And tells me to um, I call back and tells me yeah, um, I need you to go here and pick this up. So I go and the keys to the cars. Yeah, pretty much the key. Yeah, like there was there was everything was set up for you already. So pretty much I go and next thing you know, there's some, I go to this dealership and there's like tons of, I'm not talking about a little, I'm talking about a big dealership too. So I'm seeing like keys and, or I'm saying I just there's cars everywhere. And then after that, um, there's like directions that they give me or whatever. And the directions were like, look over here, there's a seat, there's um, a lockbox for a key for a car, right? Some of them come in plastic, some of them are metal or well, all these are in plastic they're like, well, if you look on the windshield, you'll find one with the lockbox. The key is inside. Just open it up, get in the car, and drive off. So I'm looking, like, where's this car at? Right, didn't it give me a color? So I happen to see this bright blue lockbox. I'm like, I think that's it. Open up key, drive off. Hold the car for a couple of days, you know, da da da. Um, come to find out, I think they were testing me at first just to see, you know. Right. So um, uh, anyway, the guy ends up coming to pick the car up like a f- few days later. And he goes, all right, I see that you know you can do this. And he has his accent, so you can barely understand what he's saying. I see that you can do this. I'll, I'll send you some more work. So next thing you know, he tells me about three cars. And I'm like... All right. What are you getting per car? Are you get, they're paying you something. Yeah, they are paying me. Um, So it all depends on what it was, to be honest with you. It could be anywhere from a few hundred dollars to almost a thousand, just depending. It depends on how far, because every time the drop-offs were always somewhere different, too. Right. They weren't always the same. So it just all depends on what it was. So eventually I ended up getting like a, a, a little crew together because I couldn't like... Th- the guy would tell me, go get three cars and I can't go get three by myself I have to go get one, drop it off, go get the other one, drop it off, go get the, you know so yeah and I'm scared of getting caught you know because I've never done nothing like this, but I just know I'm making some money.
1: Right So the risk is from picking up the car to actually the point where you have to drop it off. Is it 100 miles? Is it 30 miles?
0: It, well, most of it was kind of far so most of it was about anywhere from I would say 75 to about 150 miles so okay. it was kind so of, if you get grabbed in that time, you're just fucked. Pretty much. Yes. And these guy, and the well, the one guy I know looks like a type of guy you don't want to mess around with, you know. So right. if you get grabbed, you just get grabbed and you better just bite the bullet. Right. Well, so, he's
1: a, yeah, Ukrainian mob or. Yeah, or I had a feeling,
0: that, but like to this day, I still don't know. You know, I don't know. But I just you just get that feeling from certain yeah, people, yeah. you know,
1: I, I, got, I, I know a guy who was with the Albanian uh, mob and he. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that was in prison with me for. um Kidnapping someone, duct taping him to a chair, Oof. and taking uh, a cattle prod to his nuts until he came up with $100,000 that he owed his boss.
0: Oh, like, man. Oh,
1: and he, he was one of those guys that you looked at and you knew. Like, yeah. You don't tell on this motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, you just do the time. Oh, man. There's some people I look at and I think, oh, I'm telling on that motherfucker. I'm telling on <laughs> <laughs> you you're going down because yeah, yeah. you ain't going to do you better shit. Better hope they talk, talk to you before they talk to me. <laughs> this guy is like, yeah, I'm I'm just going to not say anything.
0: I <laughs> yeah, am ta- just going to take this one, you yeah. know. Never you might see me in the cell one day and kill me or something. sitting on the street. <laughs> yeah. But he was one of those type of guys that you just kind of tell. So I just learned early not to ask questions. Don't ask any questions about this guy. So um Yeah, so I'm basically I got I got a little crew together now. Um got a couple guys and this is what we're doing um after a while i eventually i uh i'm trying to put the timeline together for you how it's correctly so after a while i kind of slowed down a little bit well i had two cars sitting where i was living at waiting <laughs> to get dropped off All right and i'm waiting for two of my guys to come get them dropping off because i'm at the point now where i ain't really got to do much or yeah
1: yeah you got yeah that good crime money yeah, <laughs> Starts piling up And you start getting lazy You got yeah. it
0: So I'm sitting there oh, Actually sorry This is early in the morning Early in the morning For some reason I'm up I don't know why Maybe 7am I don't know why I'm up I think my son woke up or something. I don't remember So I, Boom 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 Oh shit I think that's the police You know Yeah they have a knock Yeah So Not the- Yeah Look through the people Of course what do I see You know they got the finger Of the people Yeah Um. You know Don't answer. I don't say not one word. We just sit there for a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. They're knocking for about a good 15 minutes. They stop. So where I live at, it was like an apartment complex. Um, You can open up the blinds and you can see like where I had the vehicles located at. So I kind of peek through the blinds and I see three cop cars. The cars that were there that that, you know, we had are gone. And then in, and in return, there's, two, there's a cop car in each spot right. or whatever. So I'm like, oh, shit.
1: So They're being cute.
0: Yeah, right? first thing I'm thinking, like, who told on me? That's first thing I'm thinking, like, who told on me? Who said something? Somebody had to say something. So eventually the cops leave. I don't know if they thought I wasn't home or not. So I'm thinking, like, I can't. I don't want to go out the front door. I don't know what because they might be waiting for me. You know, right. you know they're not dumb. So I'll wait for about a good hour and eventually... Open up a side window, crawl out the window, and just take off whatever. Right, left. Um, from there, I ended up going to a friend's house. You know, told him what happened. He's down for the cause. He's like, "Yeah, you can stay here as long as you want, bro. I got you." You know, da 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 da. You know, one of the friends I met from jail actually. Yeah, yeah. I got you, bro. I got you. So I'm like, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying in the city. That I gotta get out. So I ended up um, leaving a couple of days later and got out the city. I left. Went out of state. Um, I think I'm with Nevada or something like that. So I'm out in Nevada for about maybe a good five, six months. You know, doing all right, doing fine. I'm laying low. You know, I'm not working or anything. I'm just laying low. And I get a. Uh, how, how? I'm sorry. How long did you do the car thing for? I didn't do it that long. I only did it for maybe four or five months, something like that. It wasn't okay. that long. So yeah. it's not
1: like you've got a huge amount of stockpiled money. Yeah. So with...
0: I just, I just did it enough just to get me to where I needed to be. Right. And my whole goal was to do it and get out, not do it and make it a career out of it. Do it, get out, and get to where I gotta go and try and figure out something. So I didn't want to make a career long, you know, I wasn't trying to be a career criminal or nothing like right. that. You know, it's funny how things turn out, but I was that wasn't <laughs> my goal. <laughs> or whatever. Right. So I'm in Vegas, you know, so let's say maybe this is a year from when it's all started, the whole car thing. So I'm in Vegas. I'm sit, you know, sitting there, I get a call one of my, uh, from my friend, he's like, hey, you're all over Crime Stoppers. And I'm like, Crime Stoppers for what? He's like, there's all kind of stuff. You're wanted for a hostage situation. There's a bank robbery, all kind of things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. I Whoa, whoa. So he's calling me Warren. I'm thinking he's lying. Right. I don't know. So at that time, there was no internet. I mean, there's no like Facebook. They can't show you any articles or anything like that. We didn't have access really to that stuff because it's maybe like 2003-ish or 4-ish, something around there. I'm not sure, 3-ish. So um, I'm like, so I got to take his word for it. I'm like, okay. So I know to basically lay low even more now. So I'm pretty much nervous. I'm having nightmares every night deciding what to do. So maybe a month or two months later, um, my son, who's still back in Colorado, um, gets sick or something like that. And I was real big on trying to be there, you know, for my son. So he's really sick. So I'm like, oh, man, what do I have to do? I I can't not sit here. And why he's over there suffering, because he's only, I think he was a year and a half or two years at that time. So I was like, "Um," and I remember my dad not being around. So I was like, I got to go back. So I actually went back to go see about him. So when I went back, I went to go stay with the friend who helped me out the first time. So I'm staying with him, and he's got two more other people staying there now. So I'm at his house, and I'm probably there maybe a good, maybe a month or something like that. Um, my whole plan was to leave and get out and go back to where I was. Didn't happen at all. Uh, one morning, wake up. Um, once again to that bam, bang, 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 bang at the door. Wake me up, and this house is like a two-story house. And I'm on the second floor. The um, bedroom of my man is facing the backyard. So I know that knock. I'm like, oh shit, let me climb out this back window and <laughs> jump backyard, and run out, you know? I look throughout the back window. There's a cop in this yard, a yeah. cops in this yard. They don't knock on the front yard. door
1: till, till they got the back cover.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I look and I'm like, holy shit, helicopter. I can hear the helicopter in the sky. I'm like, what the fuck? So in, in um, Colorado, all the houses have basements. So in the basement, there was a crawl space. So I managed to make my way to the basement, get in this little crawl space that had like a piece of wood that's like covering the crawl space or whatever. And inside the crawl space, there's a pipe. I'm crawled up the pipe because I'm small. I crawl up the pipe and I'm hiding in there and I'm under the stairwell in the house, like deep in the house. You can't see. You have to know I was there. Right. Really.
1: And the cops aren't going to look that hard. Yeah. Probably. They're probably not going to send somebody up.
0: Yeah. So they're in this house and they're looking for me. And I can hear everything because I'm in the stairwell. So I can hear them run up and down the stairs. I can hear them questioning people. Where is he at? da 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 So far, nobody's saying nothing. I can even hear when they open up the basement and open up the closet where I'm at. I can hear that. And around across space is a little bit of light from the piece of wood that's blocking this little hole that I'm yeah. in. So I can see, like, the door opening up. I hear them footsteps coming. I'm like, oh, damn, they're close. And all of a sudden, it leaves again. I'm like, yes, they didn't. You know? So... The guy goes, "Are you sure he's not in here? Because we can't da da da." And you can hear him on the radio talking to somebody or whatever. Whoever right. he's talking to, I guess the guy is telling him keep looking or whatever. And the guy is trying to they say
1: they must have seen you go in. Yeah, They're the like, guy's he went trying in. To say, he did come out.
0: Yeah, so the guy's trying to say, "Yeah, he's not here." Such and such, basically like wasting our time. So then all of a sudden, I start hearing whispering, like, Ps-ps-ps-ps-ps. and I'm like, "Why are they whispering? What's going on?"
1: Somebody's so, telling him.
0: Fifteen minutes later, the door opens back up, and I'm like, "Oh shit." Guy comes in there. This time you see a flashlight. Oh, whatever. He leaves. I'm like, all right. Now a flashlight, and you hear a dog. Oh, and I'm like, oh. I'm coming out. Yeah, I'm coming well, no. out. Me? No, I'm still. I'm still there. I, I'm holding on to the last hope. Still there. So all of a sudden, that little piece of board slides out the way, and I'm and I can. I'm looking down like this on the pike because I'm crawled all the way up. The dog comes through, looks at me. I look at the dog. I'm like, I'm about to get bit. Dog doesn't do nothing. Walks back out the hole. And I'm like, this dog, just what the hell's going on? So then I hear the cop go, something, what the hell's going on? And he goes into the hole. I see his head, sees the pipe, and it flashes up and looks at me. Got him! Pulls me down by my leg. Those cops are so pissed they pull me down by my leg he lets the dog bite me there oh oh yeah he lets the dog bite me there and, and um pulls me down my leg now in this basement he just, lets the dog he bite lets you? the dog bite me here's glass there's broken glass in the basement he's pulling me along His broken glass my pants are ripped i'm bleeding everywhere they basically hog tie me they're just so mad because they're in that house looking for me forever yeah um finally they have me up against the wall Have me handcuffed they have a picture like yep that's him that's him I'm like, okay. So finally, they take me out. I have no shoes on. My pants are ripped up. Um, they have, All this they, is for car theft? Uh, well, remember, I also have for the other stuff that I was in trouble for, which I didn't know about. So they end up, which I found at the time odd, but as I got older, I see why they did this. So I'm remember, I'm bleeding everywhere. So then they take me to some parking lot that really has nobody in it, and they have a paramedic meet me. To make sure I'm fine, I guess. I'm thinking, why is there a pet made me in a of parkland? Now that I'm older, I'm like, they didn't want nobody to see what was going on. That you know, basically let the dog bite me and everything else. So, paramedics like he's fine, he can go. So they take me to the county jail. Now they don't take me into intake right away. They take me into a little interview room. So I'm sitting there. Two detect- detectives come in, and then they come in and they go, so you know why you know you're arrested? I'm like, no, you know I'm playing dumb. I don't tell him myself. I'm like, no. so they're like, so. You know, you've been caught red-handed. Da, 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 da. I'm like caught red-handed doing what? They're not telling me anything. So the guy's phone rings. He leaves, comes back in. He goes, listen, we got to get to the point. Where were you this time of the day? And such and such and such. I wasn't even in the state. Because this is something maybe to happen while I was gone. This is
1: somebody that looks like you.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, I wasn't in the state. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I can verify that. I'll tell you right now. I was not here in this state. I have proof I was not in this state. Such and such and such. This and that. I'm like, I have a bus ticket under Because at the time, you can get a bus ticket. You know, you could tell me any name you wanted to yeah. and get on the bus. So I was like, I have a bus ticket under this name. You could probably look it up. I might even still have it in my backpack you guys ripped apart under a different name. It shows I left. So come to find out, I guess, those people that I had doing stuff with me, yeah. well, they took it steps further. A lot further. They started just doing all kinds of things. They started robbing houses. They started um, breaking into people's homes. They held some people hostage. That's where the hostage thing came from. They tried to rob. It. They tried to do all kinds of things. And I guess um, when they got caught, blamed it on me and said I was the head guy in charge since I was gone. So they tried to say that I was a ringleader. I did all this. Da da da, da. So I had to take a lie detector test. Um, I passed that. And then they, you know, there was proof that I was not even there during this time. Right. So thank God I wasn't there. And so all those charges I never got found guilty. Or I should say they had to drop all yeah. those. So um I had um I think three Grand Theft Auto charges they had on me or something like that. Um plus my original charge. So four felonies now. So go back to jail. Now my bond's even more. It's like twenty five, thirty grand or something like that. Sitting there in jail. This time I don't remember if I bond out or not. I just remember sitting there for a while. Um now I don't go to um Prison yet, actually. They put me on a uh, work release program, actually. So, work release, you can go to work, right? Turn yourself back in. So, I'm doing that for about two or three months. Start hanging out with the guys I met from jail the first time, you da 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 da, partying and everything else. End up getting drunk one night and don't go back. <laughs> so, don't go back. Now, they hit me with uh, an escape charge or whatever don't learn from me guys please don't learn from me so get hit with an escape charge um i wasn't on the run that long because i was still in the same city right or whatever i don't know if i felt invincible at this time or just gave up i don't know so maybe like three weeks um i'm in a car with somebody else who was a wall from the army right so they're looking for him too. So we're in some parking lot. A cop, I guess, just runs to play. I don't know exactly what happened to this day. Next thing you know, we get caught back to jail again. This time I know I'm going, you know, I'm getting locked up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it's know. It's not kitty camp. Yeah, I know here. this I'm time. This yeah, time. I'm prepared. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting some time this time. So um, I uh, basically, I'm in jail, probably like county jail for like six, seven months. You know, it takes a while. I end up getting a court appointed attorney. Um, firing my public defender because public defender wanted me to take a deal for like fifteen years or something like that, whatever. Cause escape charge at that time it was a maximum of like twelve years or whatever. And you had to do a minimum, I think, of four or six or something like that. I don't remember, but there was a minimum, you know, every state has a minimum. So it was a minimum of four or six I had to do, you know, on right. top of the other charges I was already in trouble for. Right. So he wanted me to take this plea deal. I ended up firing him. They got a court appointed attorney. He helped me out a little more. Um so the judge ends up they ended up sentencing me to ten years prison. That was my original charge. So, how, how, how much
1: time do you have to do on a ten year bid on the state?
0: Um, at that time, is, it was? Is this Colorado? This is Colorado. So, but at see, the rules changed since from then to now. A lot of it's changed. At back then, I think I had to do 60%. I don't remember exactly what it was. But I know I had to do more back then than you do now. Now, it's like if it's non-violent, non, um, violent, it's only 33%. Right. So if you get a 10-year, you're doing about three and a half years if you're good. You and is
1: it, do you go to, on parole
0: at that time? Or, um, or is
1: it just that's, that's the most – you, you did 33%? You're good. No,
0: you go, to, you go on parole. Okay. And you can go to halfway house, I think, at like 20% or something like that or whatever, if it's nonviolent in Colorado. So they changed – to go to Colorado. Right? <laughs> With all the weed, man. <laughs> that's what happened. So they changed it. But back then, it was different. So um, – all my crimes are nonviolent and it was my first time, it was our first time offender. So the judge actually recommended me for a prison boot camp. They don't have that no more in that state anyway, but at the time they did. So he goes, If you graduate prison boot if you graduate the boot camp program, I'll make sure you come back and I'll give you reconsideration. I'll give you another chance. Right. Because um, they saw that even like growing up as a kid, I didn't have any troubles they were just amazed that all of a sudden i turned 22 and i get all these feelings out the blue like what the hell happened with you or whatever so um i end up going to prison i have to go like to the whole waiting facility you know which is like a medium or whatever it is right um sitting there at for about a good four four months or something like that they end up sending me to south park colorado which i didn't even know was a real place like south park yeah. <laughs> real place never knew that till then so they send me to south park colorado there's a prison facility there so now i'm sitting there waiting to uh, wait there for another three months now from there i go to the prison boot camp so then i go to this prison boot camp which is in like buena vista colorado i think it was if i remember correctly um it's what year what year is this this was 2004 i think four all right so go there and i'm in the prison boot camp um by the way which is not easy that's probably the hardest thing i ever did in my life i went through hell week and football and everything this was tops all of it we went that you go on a squad they send you on a the bus they really don't prepare you it's about i think it was a little over a hundred of us on this bus so we get there they take the cuffs off off us you know you're shackled up they take the shackles off so we're in this bus like oh our shackles off yeah this drill sergeant walks in big as hell buff everybody stand up and of course you got some tough thugs in there they're like oh forget you so they have this bill they have the a bill and they based their training off like the old 60s Marine, 50s Marine training. Yeah. Takes the bill and goes like that into the bridge of your nose. Guy's nose cuts right open. Everybody stands up like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> so we stand up, get off the bus, got us going these drills. Um, the whole system basically, I think it was like five months it took. Only 22 of us graduated out of 100 and something. That's how hard it is. 22 of us graduated. And if they
1: don't graduate, now you just go to prison. You go to so prison. So these guys came to the conclusion, I'm just going to go to prison.
0: Yes. Now, the one thing they did do good, I would say, um, was those people that ran the prison boot camp, they would not let you quit. So even if you wanted to quit, they would give you like three or four chances. They right. would put you in a room, let you cool off, and then maybe somebody will come talk to you. Do you have a family out? Da, 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 da. Please. If you went there and let's say, because we're all knew each other before, we're all waiting together. So they would come up to you like, "Hey, Matt, you know uh, such and such, right? On a, do you think maybe you want to talk to him? You know more about him than me. I'll let you go talk to him. You guys have some one-on-one time. Yeah, try and talk him out of not quitting." So I will say they did yeah. it, it, they did kind of care about you, you right. know, about
1: where you were going in life. Well then you got you, you gotta get frustrated and ex- exhausted and you're like you get exhausted and oh, you're yeah. just like I just I just wanna quit. Like, oh, yeah. I, I just I'll do anything to get out of this situation.
0: Oh yeah, because the first two months they, they and um they tell they don't tell you to after you and you're like you're about to graduate. The first two months they break you down. It's to break you down, then they start building you back up. So you talk about your mom, they talk about your kids, They do whatever they can to break you down to your most lowest point. And then they build you back up. So, I mean, yeah, it was very hard. And there was girls in there, too. We were actually, it was co-ed. So we had girls. Every girl made it. There was four girls. They all made it. So out of the 22, <laughs> the four girls made it. The, the the toughest guys did not make it. All the big gangsters and thugs, they rather than go to prison. They yeah. couldn't do it. So I ended up graduating, not graduating, but also as a squad leader. So I had, like, high honors, actually. Um, so when I graduated, um. You know, I'm sitting there waiting for my reconsideration. Well, while I'm waiting for my reconsideration, um, they call me into the counselor's office. So I go to the counselor's office and she goes, I need you to sit down. Well, while I'm sitting down, there's also a, a chaplain there or a priest or whatever. And um, she goes, Just to let you know, I got a phone call, you know, that um, your wife, um, well, she wasn't my wife, but, you know, yeah, yeah. they've been into an accident and your son passed away. So, you know, that was like my worst fears because I've always wanted to be there for him. The reason why I even went to boot camp was to graduate, come out, be back with him in his life, stuff like that or whatever, you know. So once they told me that, everything just like crashed. I didn't know what to do. Basically, they tell you that, say I'm sorry, and then they send you back. Right. You know, so now you're back to where you're at. Um. They had a, a service. Um now I was allowed to go to the service. They escorted me to the service. Um I really couldn't do much. I had to be in the back. I was yeah. cuffed, stuff like that. Um after the service, I got sent back. Um all the drill instructors, boot camp instructors, they all feel bad for me. Yeah. You know, they're all like We never seen nothing like this. Is horrible. Da, da, da. So they're all wishing for me the best, this and that. Right.
1: So but you still have to go to the program.
0: Yeah, so um, you know, graduate and everything. So after that, they send me back to county jail for reconsideration. So I go to my reconsideration, um, county jail. You know, the judge finds out everything that happens. They're reading the DA is even reading good things about me, I've never seen that before in my life. The right. DA, the, he stands up and goes, "I've been to the boot camp. This guy graduated honors." I think he deserves a second chance, this and that, da, 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 So I'm sitting like, wow, looking at him like, they never say anything good, you know? I'm like, okay, I did something good. The judge finds out about what happens to my son. He's like, you know, I told you, I promised you, if you graduate, you know, I will reconsider you. So they considered me for a halfway house. They lowered my term, I think it was, from 10 to four years in a halfway house. Um, So I end up going to the halfway house. The halfway house was only 10 minutes down the street from pretty much where my son's buried at never got to see where he's buried at I needed to make peace needed like I just needed that or whatever um because like in like you're used to not used to but you expect your parents to die right you expect that to happen but when your your kid dies is like you're supposed to be their protector it's like you're not used to that there's nobody that can consult you nobody knows how you feel unless they've been through that too right so you're trying I'm trying to figure out what to do so I go talk with the counselor at the halfway house and I'm like, listen, you know, I need to go make peace with my son just for my mental stability, you know, because I wasn't there when it happened. And basically she's like, I tell you what, if you go out, go get these, go do what you have to do, um, pay your fines. I need you to go get a job and, you know, then we can talk about that and I probably will let you go. Um, so I said, all right. So I'm in a halfway house for about a good month. Um, I actually go out and get two jobs. I get a night and a day job. I barely sleep. I go to the halfway house, sleep three hours a day. That's it. Right. Um, my first checks, I give it all to the halfway house. I'm like, here, here's my cause you gotta pay rent too. Yeah. So here's my rent. Um, here's money for my fines, here's extra money for my fines. You know, I went and did everything I was supposed to do. Can I go visit my son now? And she's like, Sorry, no, you can't go. Why? Because there's no landline phone. So everywhere I had to go had to be an online phone. There's only an landline phone at a graveyard because you weren't supposed to have cell phones at the time. Well she yeah. she knew
1: that when she told you to do all this yes. shit. Yes.
0: So I'm upset. I go to walk out. There's a guy that works there at the, like front desk that you check checking at the halfway house. He hears everything. He goes, Tell you what, I'll let you go. You go right now, you know, and I'll cover for you like you went to go to Walmart to buy some hygiene stuff or something. All
1: right. Right. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks that, that doesn't make sense to me because like you, you'll let me go do go to Walmart. You'll let me go to the pharmacy to get medication. You'll let me go to the doctor. Yes. Like there's no landline. Like I don't have to have I don't check in when I go to Walmart for two hours.
0: Yes, but you, but you weren't asking. But you can go get hygiene stuff, right. which made no sense. So right. I didn't I didn't get the whole logic of that.
1: Right. So and you weren't going to spend fucking you weren't spending saying, hey, I need to go here for two days. You're saying, yeah. no, let me go. Let me go. see my son's Let me go for an hour.
0: Yeah, just relax. make peace, say bye, whatever I have to do, right. grieve. Because I never had it. You can't grieve in jail. You can't you, yeah, you, yeah. Know that. you can't grieve in jail. So I never got a chance to grieve. So it was kind of late and during the day, like maybe 6 or 7 o'clock or whatever. The guy goes, sure, go ahead. So I leave. I go. Get to the grave. There's a guard there. And the guard's like, yeah, the cemetery's closed. Sorry. So I'm trying to explain to him, hey, I just want to go see my son. Da, 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 da. Guy's like, sorry. Can't go. Do you want me to call the police? I'm like, oh, so I end up leaving. I go back to the halfway house. When I go back, I go to check back in, you know, that from my hygiene stuff. Well, my counselor's right there instead. She goes, yeah, you were where you're supposed to be at. I'm like, I didn't tell him, to, you know, I didn't yeah. tell her that the guy let me go. I didn't want to tell him or nothing like that. Cause I've never been that type of person. She goes, well, just let you know you violated and the police are on a way to come get you. And I need you to sit right there. Nah, I'm not sitting here. I've- I flipped the table. I flipped everything <laughs> I could, and I walked out. I ran. There was a highway across. Like, the uh, the, the halfway house was sitting next to um, the highway. I remember running out, even ran across the highway. I don't even know where the hell I was running to. Ran across the highway. I'm dodging cars. Basically left, never went back. Um, the next day, I even left the state and never went back. And that was the start of my journey of pretty much... <laughs> Dodging the law was from there. So uh, I basically left the state after that, you know, went to a whole different state. I think I went to I went to Nevada. I went to Las Vegas, actually. Right. Was in Las Vegas for a little bit. Um, Funny thing is, I was out there and I started hanging out with this girl that was out there who was also on the run. How do you find people on the run I, so easily? Are you,
1: this is the second person you mentioned yeah, that was also on the run. I don't know. I guess it's I like, never met anybody on the run when I, I was on the run.
0: I guess it's the what, it, what you're attracted to. I don't know what it was, but I was staying at this place um, actually because, um, you know, Vegas, there's a lot of hotels or whatever, so they have weekly yeah. hotels. I'm staying in a weekly hotel, and she's there with her mom, and she's on the run too from some probation violation from a different state. I don't remember exactly. So, we're in a car one day. She's driving around, and Next thing you know, um, cops go to pull her over. <laughs> they pull her over. Now, I don't have my ID or driver's license on me. I throw mines away or whatever the hell it is. Um, they pull her over. Now, she didn't know my real name, thank God. You know, I told her a fake name. I don't remember what I told her because this is the part where I got to start giving people fake names. Right. So the cop takes her, gets ready to put or has her in handcuffs. They're questioning me, asking why I don't have a driver's license on the strip of las vegas like why i'm like making up some story i don't remember i lost it in some casino i don't remember so anyway they end up letting me go and then from there i'm thinking i gotta get a name i gotta figure out what to do you know this and that so i end up um jumping on a greyhound bus and going all the way to the east coast pretty much and that was how i ended up on this side of the uh you know of america so i end up taking a bus going to the east coast thinking went to uh, what was it uh uh, New York first. I think it was New York. Um, so I ended up going there. And, and um, I started thinking about how am I going to get a name. Da, 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 da. So the funny thing is me and you have something similar when it came to the whole name thing about. Remember how you say how you got yours from like the homeless people. Right. Or whatever it was. Da, da, da. So mine was kind of similar but a little different or whatever. I didn't go around. I didn't ask them the questions. But what I would do was I would basically I was very good at scoping people out. Very good at that. So I would scope somebody out and I'd be like, all right, looks like they're not doing much with their life. Right. You know, um, they're not doing much. What if they'll let me pay them to basically, you know, let me, you know, use their name. So I would try and figure out a way to, I was always a hustler. So I would hustle up some money, sell what I could. Hey, i pay this much money if you just pretty much, you know, let me get your birth certificate. I promise not to get in trouble, <laughs> you know, or right. anything else. If I do, I get arrested. You can always say that wasn't me because I have a mugshot. Right. I stole your stuff. So most people have nothing else going for them. I'm like, sure, yeah. So, you know, they took some money, to this and that. So that was how I started living. So I started, you know, taking different names, doing that. I would have a backup every time.
1: Um, yeah, But once you get the pat, I mean, once you got your... The name
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the birth certificate, like, did you go get an ID in that person's name? Yeah,
0: so I figured out which states didn't connect driver's right. license or which states didn't have to do fingerprints for, right? You know, so I would go to a state that didn't connect with this state. You didn't yeah. live in this state and just go get a driver's license under that person's name. Now I'm a legit, okay. you know, and that's what all I would do. Um. So, you know, there's a couple states out there. I don't know if it still is, it was a while ago, but they just didn't connect. No, there's connect. still, it's, it's
1: a hub system. So, so, they have to request the photos from other states. Yes. So it's not like like you can't you could can pull up the information from another state, but you can't necessarily pull up the photos from another state. Yeah. So same thing with the 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 fingerprints. Even if you went and got a finger got fingerprinted in Georgia, they don't run the fingerprints. They just keep them online. Like yeah. They, they just keep them in their system. They're not running them. Like hey, those don't match up with you. You're a felon. you they don't none of that yeah. happens. They use it for identification purposes if they need it if there's an issue, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, there's and there's only like ten or fifteen states that even have fingerprints.
0: Yeah, are- and California is one of them. because That's where I yeah originally got my driver's license from. Georgia so, does. Yeah, and I know here they don't. No, um, Carolinas don't. So I had to, I've had to find out which states. Because I, I was scared of my fingerprints. I didn't know what if it tracks. So I was like, let me go to States where they don't have fingerprints. How
1: about going in the DMV sitting there with all that fucking shit and going up to the guy like <laughs> the, sweating the whole time sweating. Sitting there, people are talking and I'm sitting there going, I'm standing. I got fake this, fake that. Fake. Everything is fake. And I'm about to walk in and get my picture fucking taken. And there's a sheriff standing right there. They always have like a sheriff's oh, deputy yeah, sitting at the, at the front desk. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, this is
0: so bad. At this the front so desk. Bad. And then they're like, uh, Mr. Johnson. huh. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking at, thinking about my exit strategy, too. I'm thinking if oh. something goes wrong or they take too long, do I just walk this way? Do I go this way? Which way can I go? Yeah, with, how can I run? Know? How far will yes. I get? Where's my car? Yeah. So, and I remember getting that first, that first ID. She came back, and I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Walking out. I'm looking. It's making, so pretty. Aren't they so oh,
1: fucking pretty? Oh, yeah. It's like the prettiest thing i would ever seen. It was like,
0: oh. It's <laughs> like, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, so then I start thinking. I'm like, so I got a new name. I'm what can I what am I going to do? I'm not I'm not going to go and resort back to the stuff I was doing. I'm not going to do like crime. I'm not going to get that. fingerprinted. Yeah. So I can't risk going back to jail because now I go back to jail. Um, I already, you know, have one escape charge. I left the half house. And in Colorado, they automatically well, where they used to. They changed that. They automatically give you an escape charge even from Halfway out. So now I got we'll have two escape charges. Right. What is it now? Absconding. Yeah, now it's absconding. They they changed it actually. And we'll get into that when it got changed too, because it just recently happened, actually. Um so um dealing with me. Um so um, so now I got another escape charge. And I'm like, great, now it's gonna triple. I'm looking at 12 years just for that one charge. So I'm like, I can't risk it. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I ended up, you know, getting a regular job. I'm working at a restaurant, serving, bartending, bar- actually, bartending a restaurant, you know, doing great, this and that. Oh, so I'm like, epiphany hits me one day, and I'm like, if my son was still here, how would I want him to live? I want him to go to school. I want him to be the best he can be. He's not here anymore, so let me do what he couldn't do. I want to go to school. How am I going to go to school? So... I ended up going uh, to New York City. Um, not going to say the country yet, you know, whatever. So I ended up going to New York City, walking into this country's uh, basically like their embassy or whatever the hell it is. And, it's an embassy. Yeah. Mm, they have yeah. an embassy. Yeah. So I walk in there, you know, and I got my my fake stuff. <laughs> so basically I let them know that um, I want to go, you know, have residence in your country or, or a visa to go to school. And you know, they start asking you questions like, why this and that? I'm like, well, I heard that, you know, your education system is great. I'm just, you know, just blowing smoke up their ass. Yeah, Wonderful. Well, if you can come back, you know, uh, they set a date for me to come back. So I go back. I'm in there for about a couple hours, walk out with a visa to go to that country. Oh, man. I'm thinking to myself, what else can I? There's so much stuff that I can do, you know, that. You wouldn't think about doing, you know, and right. I'm like, I'm on a run and this and that. So I'm going to that country, go to that country. And when I get to that country, it dawns on me, how am I going to go to this college? I don't have any transcripts. I don't have any of that or whatever. Right. So get online, find those places that you can buy transcripts and things like that. Right. You know? So I buy transcripts. End up going to some um, college or, or university, whatever they call it up there. It's different, a little different up th- where I went and end up going there. And the next thing you know, they're, you know, asking for my transcript. So I'm asking, I'm wondering, like, hope this works. Hope this works. Hope this works. Oh, you've been accepted. Oh, great. We need you to pay this fee. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't have this much money. So end up finding like there's some sort of loopholes into that. Found a loophole to where they can pay for half my schooling and all kind of things. End up going to schooling, end up graduating actually, and got a, a um, business management degree out of it. Went to school for three years and graduated out of that, and working, doing a normal life, and you know it was everything else I was doing, even paying taxes where I was at, living like a normal citizen. Um, at this point, in my head, I think I I really had to think, and forget about everything I went through, at that time, so I can. Not have nightmares at night of being stalked or dreamed because you know I would have have I couldn't sleep sometimes somebody's gonna knock on my door and arrest me you know because this is you know maybe especially after three years later down the road you know um so I spent about another what year in that in that country doing pretty good so my visa's up I have to leave so I don't want to get in trouble in another country I don't know what the charges are going to be for that and I'm like great you know. I have to leave the country. My visa's up because I don't know if immigration is going to be looking for me or whatever it is. So I had a relative of mine. He changed his name. And um, he goes, hey, you know, I changed my name. How about you take my old name? I'll give you everything and you can move back. You don't have to worry about nothing because it's my old name. You know, he goes, only thing I didn't change my social or whatever. But he's like, I'm not doing much. My credit sucks anyway. I'm not doing anything with it. Sucks. I pay for everything in cash. But you can take my old name or whatever. So um he so he went to court legally changed his name. But he still has birth certificate and everything from the old name. So I take it, end up leaving. Um coming back here, actually. And um funny thing is, when I get to border, going to the country is a piece of cake. Coming back, yeah, I yeah. was at, I was at the border for four and a half hours.
1: Yeah, coming in the US is an issue.
0: Yes, they took apart everything I had everything to make sure I wasn't transporting drugs I remember I had an old xbox they took it apart didn't even put it back together all kind of stuff so end up getting through that and I'm like whew and I'm in um upstate New York at the time um go to New York City because I was familiar with New York City familiar because I was there the first time living there for a little bit um and then at this time I get my my relative's name changed my name to his to his old name so end up moving here, I moved here to Florida, I think it was 10 years, 11 years ago, actually, 2011 or something like that is when I moved here, so yeah, 11 years ago is when I moved here, moved here to Florida, moved here under that name that I was going by, and met a bunch of friends, you know, I'm a normal guy, you know, met a bunch of friends and stuff like that, and um, this is when I uh, worked, I was selling cars, actually, so a lot of my friends I have now were in the car business. I started selling, like, for Ford, Nissan, Acura, Mitsubishi because I was a good salesman. Started selling cars, so I'm making pretty good money at that. Um, then from there, I started getting to DJing or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I can make really good money at DJing, and I just kind of fell into it by accident. So I'm making this money, and I actually end up meeting um, the person I'm with now, or whatever. She doesn't know anything. Nobody now none of my friends know anything. I have all these friends close. Nobody knows nothing about me whatsoever. Right. Because I didn't want to, you know, say anything. Because if I say something, if somebody says the wrong thing, gets interrogated, I'm done. Yeah. I didn't want to risk that. I also didn't want to put other people in trouble too. I don't want to have like all oh, these hard you, you know, why do you harboring, harboring a fugitive. fugitive? I didn't want them to get in trouble for that or any of that. So I was like, if I go down, I'm gonna go down because of me. Yeah, not nobody else. So, um, end up meeting this woman. Went up. Um, we get pregnant. <laughs> we have a kid. We have our daughter. We get married. Everything. Um, start a couple businesses. Um, all kind of life is great. Pretty much, it is fantastic. We're doing good. We got a. Um, we've got a big two story house. Um, brand new cars. Living in a nice neighborhood. We got employees. So. At this time in my head, I've gotten so used to living in another person's name. I think I literally believed I was the other person. You yeah, know you what feel I mean? like you've got it licked. Yeah, I got, I got it, it right. licked.
1: I'm not. I don't. You don't even feel wanted anymore. I, I get. I get pulled over. The cops would be behind me, hit the fucking lights, and all I'm thinking is, "Am I gonna get a ticket?" Like I'm not even thinking they're gonna recognize me. They're gonna. I was so used to it. So yeah, I had that. feeling. That, that I had everybody fooled. I felt good. Yeah. It was, it was. It was. It was so far in your mem in the back of your mind that, yeah, I know exactly. What yeah, you're got thinking. it. And I can only imagine having gone at this point. How long had you been? This on was
0: This fi- actually, was just about four. Uh, yeah, fifteen years actually. This is fifteen years at at this point. So it's been so long that, like I said, I I literally blocked a lot of things out, and I think I did that on purpose so I can live how I was living. You know, as a normal person, I want to be as normal as I could be. You know, and be. Um, a regular person, a citizen. Right. I didn't want to be this, you know, oh, damn, this guy's... Because people start hearing fugitive. They think you just murdered thousands of people. They just assume things. Yeah. I would drive, have cops behind me. I wouldn't be nervous or nothing. i roll my window down and go, hey. The funny yeah. thing is, DJ, and I actually DJed a wedding for a cop and he had a bunch of cops there, you know, and right. <laughs> DJ the wedding for him and everything. And I wasn't nervous at all, you know. I was like, "Let me go DJ the wedding, make the money." What, are, yeah. what? What are they gonna do? You know, they're not gonna suspect anything, right? So yeah. So I mean, like, I had friends in all kind of different places that didn't know I was actually um, uh, one of the um, businesses I got into. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on the phone. Was uh, mobile homes? Start buying mobile homes and renting them out and you know rent to own the guy who taught me that he's a multimillionaire he had no idea you know and he knew he's meeting me he's introducing me all these other millionaires they have no idea so i'm just want to live like a regular person and pretty much be like them right. you know whatever but yeah so um uh me and my wife open up businesses and everything's fine and dandy and um uh one day um i get approached by uh, a cop actually State trooper is at the house, and I'm not thinking nothing of it. I'm thinking maybe somebody got in trouble, and, you know. Cops questioning me. He's like, "Can I get your license? What's your name? Such such." And I'm like, "For what?" So at this point, I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking, I like I'm invincible or whatever. So yeah. I give him my license. He goes, "Come over me top the cop car." So I start seeing these unmarked cars come. There's like four of them. They're unmarked. Just a guy comes out, regular tie. Some of them don't say who they are. So I'm like, they're all law, but I don't know what parts of the law. Right. So he goes, do you know this guy? Opens up a file. It's my relative. So I look at the picture, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know him. He goes, you sure you don't know him? I go, no, I don't know him. He goes, we believe you probably assumed his old name. He changed his name or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know who that guy is. He goes, "Well, you know, we're going to take you to jail for uh, I don't remember what the hell it was, for um giving a false ID or something like that." I'm like, "What uh, what do you mean?" Da, 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 da. So, anyways, they end up handcuffing me. Um I state, they, "They they I didn't even know they had this. They can fingerprint you right there on the spot now. Um they have equipment to do yeah. that."
1: Yeah, yeah, they like a scanner, right? Yeah. Don't so you just put your hand on it or just your thumb. Your thumb.
0: Yeah. So, they fingerprint me on the spot. Nothing, Damn. Nothing comes up. Are you serious? They did it. They were in front of the house for a good hour, fingerprinting me nine, I think it was nine different times. Nothing came up. They're so frustrated. They did the good cop, bad cop routine with me. They had the bad, you can go to jail for this and that. You're going to be marked as a John Doe in jail and you sit there and ride. I'm thinking like, that's not going to happen, whatever. So then they put me in another guy's car. First thing he does, he turns on XM and turns on rap music. (laughs) First thing he does, and he's singing the lyrics to the song. And I'm looking at him like, seriously, for real? You think that's whatever? So he's like, yeah, so um, where are you from? And he's trying to get, you know, I'm playing along. I'm like, yeah, you know, playing along. You know, I'm like, yeah, we can both play this game. I'll sell cards, buddy. I could sell water to a well. So he's like, and then he starts getting to the serious question. So Who are you? I'm like, well, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, well, who are you? He goes, you're not going to tell us who you are. I'm like, you know who I am. That's all I kept saying. You know who I am. I didn't tell them the fake name or anything. I just kept saying, You know who I am. Or whatever. You know who I am. No, we don't. Yeah, you do. Well I don't know tell you if you'll know who I am. We're gonna take you to so eventually they end up taking me to jail. Took me to jail. They booked me the uh the charge was um um uh, when you go to D M V and get a false license is a worth. I can't remember. You can probably Google it, It'll probably come up. It's here in Florida actually. So um they booked me on that charge and a couple other misdemeanors. Oh, whatever. And the bond was like really low, like three grand or something like that or whatever. So, of course, I'm thinking like, I'm not going to be in here that long. So they're like, yeah, you're you're going to be screwed, buddy, when we go to fingerprint you and booking, you know. So they fingerprint me, do the handprint and all that. Nothing comes back.
1: So if nothing came out the first time, what's going to yeah, come Yeah,
0: nothing comes back. So I'm sitting there and the guy that's in the tie, he's talking with like the sergeant of in, of intake over here and they're pointing at me, and I'm looking at them like, okay, whatever. So I'm on the phone with you know, my girl, and she's like, yeah, we're going to get you out. Da, 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 da. She's still thinking it's she, all bullshit. Yeah, like she they, doesn't, yeah, she doesn't really know everything that's going on, or whatever, still. So she bonds me out, gets me out, <laughs> and when she gets me out or whatever, I still really don't tell her everything. So now I'm thinking in my head, how am I going to tell her everything or whatever? Because at this point, we've been together for about a good four years too. So, it's been a while. We have a baby girl and everything. So, I'm like, how am I going to tell her, explain to her all this stuff that's happened? And she's with a friend of hers that bonded me out too at the same time. So, I'm like, how am I going to tell both these people, you know, what's they're going on? They're right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they, they actually. Yeah, they're, they're right. And this is what's going on. How am I going to explain it? She's going to take me, tell me, go back to jail. They're going to, what am I going to do? So, I'm sitting here thinking about what am I going to do? So, I get a call, and the call is from that same cop. He goes, hey, just to let you know, they weren't supposed to bond you. You weren't supposed to have a bond. jail messed up.
1: Yeah. So but I do. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah, so are I'm, you out yeah. already?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, out. Oh, nice. I'm out. I just got home. So they called me three hours later or two hours later, something like that. It was really quick. And he goes, you weren't supposed to have a bond. And they, they gave you a bond. They weren't supposed to let you out of jail, really. They were supposed to keep you in until we figure out who you were. But they messed up. And the shift change happened or whatever. And I got out during shift change or whatever. So that's, so that's how I got out. So he goes, so let's let you know, we know where you are, but we're going to give you a chance to redeem yourself, whatever it is. So I'm like, oh God, man, what am I going to do? So anyway, I ended up get caving in and ended up was like, okay, you got me turn myself in. I still didn't tell them who I am still didn't. Well, when I turned myself in, they figured out who I was and they're like, yeah, Mr. Pate, we know you've been, you have an escape charge. You've been on the run for a long time. Man, these cops are taking selfies with me. <laughs> they were taking selfies <laughs> while I was handcuffed. They were high-fiving each other. Da da da. They're telling my wo- they're telling my woman cuz she's sitting there crying. They're like, "Yeah, you might as well get somebody else. He's going to be in prison oh, for a long dick. time." What a, what a dick move. They're like, "He's going to be in there for years." Da da da. da. They take me to jail. At the jail here, they're explaining what happened. Everybody's looking at me like I'm some star. The intake people are like, Wow, you were on the run for that long. The girl's like, How did you do it? You know, da 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 She's like, I won't tell nobody. I'm like, I'm not telling. So everybody's like got these the nurse come to you now, they get to check you. And the nurse is like, I heard you on so everybody's like like I'm the star in jail, pretty much. So I'm sitting in jail. Um was here in jail maybe like three or four months Ended up hiring a private attorney out here um i had to take care of my charges out here which were like for the getting the fake driver's license stuff like that but when i got arrested though they interrogated me for about a good i think it was three to four days um somewhere downtown in an in fbi building interrogated me forever because i was even working at the airport in jfk airport at one point i was doing stuff that i was not supposed to be doing so they were trying to figure out how i did what i did i was intellig- i was interrogated by intelligence officers um from a couple states it, one even here cuz he was wondering how i even got the license in the first place what about what about the other country you said you didn't want to mention the name of the country yeah so um what? well 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 cuz i plan on having like um you know i plan on having uh turning my story into a book stuff like that so there's a lot more details okay as well too you know that I, I, I want to kind of keep the people, you know, little okay, a okay. little hanger. There's a lot of details of the, some of the stuff I did. So um, they're asking me all these questions. And, yeah, the other countries, they actually came down personally and right. started asking me, how did I even get there? What did I do? They did not believe me. At first, they thought maybe I bought all this information, or maybe somebody on the inside helped me right. out. that's what to they're get...
1: always concerned that there's somebody on the inside yes. working with you, yes. so, not that their system failed.
0: Yeah, so they they didn't want to they didn't want to admit that I was able to outsmart them. They wanted to make sure nobody helped me. So they were like, "We, if you telling them you did it, I'm like, nobody helped me. There's nobody to tell on." I got so frustrated at one point because I don't know if, uh, how if you know about interrogations, but. I got so frustrated at one point, I just made up a name. I was like, yeah, Henry helped me. And they started writing down Henry. And I'm like, yeah, Henry works on the third floor, da, da 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 This and that. And then they go back, come back, there's no Harry on the third floor. Right. <laughs> you know, they're more mad at me now. And I'm like, well, you guys are pressing me, so I'm just going to give you something. If it's fake or lie or what, I'm telling you, there's nothing. So, yeah, they're interrogating me. I even had the Department of... um uh DOA or whatever the hell it was, even questioned me on the phone. They questioned me. Um, they were trying to look for my wife. to question her, but they couldn't find, they didn't, never went to her house. They went to one of the businesses we own. They even called my mentor, the one that helped me out with the mobile homes. They called him as well too. And he hangs up the phone and calls my wife. He's like, hey, these people, DOA or whatever, is trying to question. He's like, don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. So they called him a couple of times. He ended up just keep hanging up. Um, never got a chance to talk to them. Um, like personally or whatever, but they were trying to get information to other people. Right. So yeah, they're interrogating me. Um, I gave them just enough. You know, I gave them enough information that you know they wouldn't charge me a lot of stuff because I could have got charged with a lot. You know, thank God I didn't. So they basically were like, you know, we'll let you go ahead and take care of your, your Florida charges, and then after that, you're gonna get deported back, or not deported, but um, uh, what do you call it? Sent back to Colorado or whatever. Right. So I take care of my Florida extradited. stuff. Extradited. Yeah, extradited. So I take care of my Florida stuff, three and a half months or whatever. Plead guilty to um, the, the – because I'm on camera right there and getting a fake license. I can't beat that. Right. So <laughs> plead guilty to that. Um, lawyers, like, you know, good luck. They're also telling me there's a good chance they might not pick you up. This is from 15 years ago.
1: Yeah, Right. They might not even – Yeah, have people them. don't understand that. that. Sometimes they'll have a warrant, but if it's not like a – there are different types of warrants some warrants is like if you go in the state and get found yes. in that state now we'll grab you but we're not going to go fly out there pick you up drive you back yes. or we're not going to do all that
0: yeah so i guess um there's an extradition because when you waiting to get extradited you go to court every week here and the reason why they send you to court every week to see its judges through video is to make sure you're still there because you're only allowed to hold you for certain length the time then they have to let you go
1: right if the other if the other state doesn't come get yeah. you
0: yeah so um i waived my extradition rights um and my lawyer's talking with the extradition officer here in florida and he's like be honest with you you might not come get him because it's been so long i probably wouldn't waste money on getting him because the guy hasn't been doing nothing he's been living a life yeah he's been 15 yeah. years
1: and he hasn't committed any yeah. additional crimes like he's not a problem
0: yeah so they had i think it was 21 days i don't remember exactly so i think the 19th day or 18th day <laughs> They wake me up early in the morning, five o'clock. Hey, yeah, your ride's here, because at this time, I, I'm uh, all the cops. They know me, and you know the, you know, but So they're like, yeah, your ride's here. Let's let you know it's gonna be here in a couple hours, and get dressed, and you know, I'm like, oh, and they're like, we're sorry, man. We're hoping for you to, <laughs> right, <laughs> to be cool, man, or whatever, because they're like, because um. They're looking at me like, yeah, some of these people in here deserve being here, but you, you got your head on straight right now. You know, you go back and live your life. So they pick me up, go back out to Colorado. Um, now at this time, my wife is calling every attorney she can think about.
1: But your your wife, by now, you've had this discussion. You've explained to her. We right? explained
0: what we could over the phone because remember. Um, she didn't know still even until I turned myself in.
1: Are there newspaper articles? Like, is she reading articles? Or is there anything like that? There's or no? No, there's nothing. Nothing okay. at all. So, so she... just for me.
0: Yeah, just for me. So she didn't know until she spoke with the police and they told him, yeah, this is his real name. He's been going by this and da-da-da. We don't know what else, but this is what he, his real right. name is. Because there are articles. Yeah, so she didn't know anything about that because you got to know my real name to pull that up.
1: Right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: so she didn't even know it until they told her. So when we're in jail, of course she knows my real name now. Cause of course she's putting money on my books and visiting. So she knows now, but she doesn't hey, listen.
1: If she's visiting and putting money on your books, you're good.
0: Yeah. You're
1: <laughs> it's when you yeah. tell them and you don't hear from them anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah it's not going to work. So,
0: you know, out. I'm worried. I'm worried about that. I'm like, oh great. She's going to divorce me. So yeah, I don't know, but she stuck by me. She got my lawyer for me in Florida. She went and called every lawyer she couldn't in in Colorado. She did everything she could to make sure that I would get out because of, you know, what I'm, how I'm living today was different than what I was doing before. Right. So she was like, he deserves to keep living his life. Um, so we just talked as much as we could, you know, their phones are recording on jail. So I couldn't give her too many details. I never could because I couldn't say nothing. Um, I know they're listening to my phone calls, especially after interrogated. I know they are. They even told me, we're going to listen to your phone calls. So there's only certain things I can say. So by this time, you know, I get um, transported back out to the another state. Um, she's calling every lawyer she could. Um, she even we even called a public uh, defender just to see what they would say. Oh, my right. God. They pick up the phone. He goes, well, I could probably give him a plea deal for 20 to 25 years. <sighs> so <laughs> we're like, yeah. All the private attorneys are saying, yeah, we'll probably get them two to four years prison time. We can probably get them that. Um, So I'm preparing mentally to do two to four years prison, maybe even six. Um, Now, I get to Colorado. Laws have changed. Come to find out. Now you only have to do 33% of your time. And I'm like, oh, great. If I get four years, you know. And not only that, um, the lawyers are saying, we'll get you your time served because you already had time served. You already had prison time. We'll get you that time served on top of that. So you might not even see a DOC. You already have your number. You might just turn around and get right back out on um, parole or whatever. Right. Or might Probably can't leave the state. Right. You probably have to move to Colorado or whatever.
1: But you got to pay the private attorney fee. Yeah, this and that. What's so, that? How much is that?
0: Oh, man. Whew. Well, we paid ours. I think it was like uh, 12 grand or something like that. But Okay. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. State's not bad. Like yeah. if it's federal, he'd be like, Oh, oh okay, yeah. so give us
1: twenty five thousand yeah. and I'll start working against it. Ours
0: was ours <laughs> was twelve and then most of them were taking, you know, payments, pay half up front and arrest, da da da, which is which was, was wasn't bad. So we ended up getting um uh, my attorney. Shout out to my attorney, he was great. He wasn't even from the area we were from or where I was at. He was actually like three hours away. He was a big time uh, attorney, um, by the name of Rubenstein. Did great. Um he basically told my wife, he goes, listen, I'm going to get him probation. And she's like, well, she's like, she's like, he's like, it's funny you calling me with this. He's like, I just had a case with a guy who was on the run for eight years, pretty much did similar same thing. He left the halfway house, got an escape charge, moved to Florida, owns a company now, turned himself in. I got him probation. I'm going to do the same for your husband because he's been on the run even longer than him and been doing even even better, went to college and graduated and everything else, you know. Yeah, but
1: the other guy turned himself in. That's a that that's a big deal. Yes. Like that's that's a huge game changer. But you have double the time. Yeah. Never committed to never,
0: n- never even got a speeding ticket, never done right. any of that stuff. Never, you know, only time I came face to face with the law was that DJ event I told you about. That was it. Right. So um, he told her I'm gonna get probation. And she, she's like, All right, we're gonna go with you then, you know. So he comes visit me in jail. And he gives me the speech, and he has this vibe about him, like that I just like you just you automatically want to listen to what he's saying or whatever. And I'm right. like, man, I should have had you from my very first charge for the plead guilty to a fossil, fossil mixture pawn shop, or whatever. So he's telling me, yeah, you remind me of this movie. There was a movie a long time ago about this kid that stole something, and he got away from the detective. It was like some old movie back in the '60s or '50s. And he's like, and the kid got away from the detective, and the kid got older. And the detective was still on his trail because the detective was so mad that he could not get this kid. He goes, this is what you remind me of. Now, just because you stole something as a kid doesn't mean you should pay for it as an adult now. And I'm like, the hurricane? I don't remember. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at him like, I'm believing him. Like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have to pay. You're you're right. So, yeah, um, we end up going to court. He ends up getting that. The biggest thing was that escape. Ends up getting that escape charge dropped down to a misdemeanor. It's, it's not an escape yeah it's, it's, it's not. absconding you know escape is from a, a
1: secured facility where you have to go you have to break through a, a fence you have to jump yes. a fence you have to you have to crawl through barbed wire that's a real escape you yeah. walked
0: off yes so he gets it dropped down to a misdemeanor time served um and, he, and, he, and not only that but they also found out that the counselor who told me that I could go right but then changed your mind got fired for stealing money from the halfway house he investigated into that and found that out too. So there was a lot of corruption that was going on in this halfway house or whatever. Now I'm not saying it's their fault, but you know, there's a lot of corruption yeah. that was going on. And that worked in my favor too. So all because of all of that, um, and then the DA was like, Yeah, we'll drop it. He didn't go just to go off. He went to go try and, you know, see his son, da da da. So they, they dropped it down. Um then once they dropped it down, the agreement was for an open sentence to the judge up to four years so it could be probation it could have been a halfway house it can even be prison time but the escape charge was dropped that was the biggest thing so i'm thinking to myself once again i'm already prepared to do four years i'm like i can do four years or whatever you know i'm not going to do it anyway i'm gonna yeah, do it you're
1: gonna do a, a, if that and yeah, get right back out so a year and change
0: yeah and i'm already been in jail seven months okay, already. Yeah, yeah. so i'm like 33 percent of i'm i'm gonna you're probably going straight to a
1: halfway house perhaps, Yeah, practically
0: yeah so You know, I get interviewed for halfway house, interview probation while I'm in there, you know, things like that. The weirdest thing while I'm in jail, they have a psychiatric nurse, you know, they they see you all the time out there. He comes and sees me. He goes, I remember you. He goes, you're the one I told you. Oh, you're the one that was in here when your son died a long time ago. Da 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 wow, da. Wow, yeah. that
1: long I remember you. That long
0: he's been there, and he remembered because I was the only one, I guess that that, that had happened to that had happened to, and he had to say something like that. He's like, Luigi, it's a parent, but not a kid, or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, you're, and your my was my son was only three years old. He's like, he's like, I remember because he said he remembers seeing it was on the news and everything when the car accident. He goes, I remember you, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh man. He's like, he's like, he's like, well, I hope the best for you, man. Da da da. So all the police in Colorado, they're treating me like a movie star. Like, I can't believe you've been gone from us for so long. You know, they're treating me really good. So I like, really had no complaints being over there. They treat me really good, actually. But I end up going to court for the the open charge or open case, you know, to see what the judge says. The judge I had was very really, he was really understanding. So he comes out and he goes, just to let you know, I got about 40 reference letters on your name on your behalf. That I was in the back reading. I read up on your case. He goes, Your case is so old that at that time we didn't your case was still on paper. We lost some of the stuff because it didn't get transferred into the computer. It's so old. He goes, You're just like a movie of what you did. And he goes, You turned your I've heard you turned your life around. And he goes, I I wanna hear. You know your side of the story, but let me hear from the DA stuff like everything first. So you know the DA is pushing for me to do four years. Just great if I get probation, I'm not going to see me for another fifteen years. You know, my lawyer turns to a bulldog, and he's like, you know, he just basically eats the DA up. And I'm like, yeah, get him. And then the judge like, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your story from the beginning to the end. I want to hear how you grew up. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I basically told him everything from the beginning and how I grew up. And he goes, sounds like to me you grew up as a good kid and you just got to a point in life where you didn't know what to do and you rebelled and then after you rebelled it's you know they say you don't grow up to are about 28 29 for a man and he goes it sounds like when you turn 29 30 years old is when you grew up and you decide you need to take responsibility and do things you know
1: yeah by then it's too late you've created a complete fucking chaos yes. for, your, for yourself
0: yeah and um he goes and um he goes um do you love your life now I go i love my life And he goes, do you regret anything? I go, I regret everything I did, you know, but he go, but I go, but then again, I can't regret too much because I wouldn't be where I am now. I was like, I think I learned from all that. It made me who I am right now, you know? And then he goes, I like that answer. And he goes, tell you what, he goes, I don't think a halfway house is going to work for you. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to go to prison probably Mm -hmm. two years or whatever. And he goes, I don't want to send you to prison either. He goes, I want to save the department of corrections for, for people that need to be corrected. He goes, right. you already corrected yourself. He goes, I'm just going to give you two years probation. You promise me you do this. Serve your probation time. Do not get in trouble. Um, gave me community service hours. Pay your restitution, you know, and I'm going to demand your probation be transferred back to your state where you came from, you know, uh, you nice. know A- ASAP. And he goes, but I'm not going to let you go today. He goes, I'm going to make you serve 60 more days in county jail. Just because I want you to sit and think how it could have ended up and your life could have ended up. I want you to get time to think about that. And I was happy. I'll was like, i take those 60 days. I went back. To, I started working in the kitchen. You work in the kitchen and knocks time off. Now, this is also right in the middle of the pandemic, right in the middle of COVID. So they're releasing people. Yeah. So because of COVID, I got released early as well, too. So I only did, I think, another like 28 days and then got released early. Um
1: Plus, working in the kitchen, you get to move around yeah. a lot. You yeah, the, the day fly. People don't oh, realize yeah. how quick, how quickly working oh, yeah. makes the working day fly. Working there like fly. twelve
0: hours a day or something yeah. like that. 13 sitting in a hours. cell,
1: it's like the fucking clock is. it's oh, my It's God. like it's like you think you're sitting in there for twelve hours oh, yeah. or twenty. It's it's double time. Oh yeah. It's the worst.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah, I was in, in ate, ate good in the kitchen, you know, and basically uh came back to Florida and had to start some things over with again, but. You know, I looked at it as a, hey, I'd rather... What year I, was that? Sorry. Oh, that's not long ago. Um, 2000, because actually my stuff is going to be up in April. So, like I said, this was when, it, when the pandemic hit. Was that 19, 2019? I think it was. Right when COVID hit? Twenty twenty. Was it 2020? March of yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's right when... Yeah, because my court date was 20, April. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so it was right when... The, I, I was in there right when COVID hit, actually. So it, like, hit at a perfect time for me because I got released early. And they didn't really want to imprison people that they didn't think Was going to be you know, violent and sit back On the streets yeah, and yeah. things like that So it all kind of played into my factor you know? I was like thank God for COVID you know? <laughs> Got sent home and early and started over And now trying to get Everything straight and turn this Into a, a story yeah. As you see. So
1: and you right now you're doing TikTok. You just started TikTok. Yeah. So I started Did TikTok you start a YouTube
0: channel. Um, or Actually, I, I, I have it up, but I didn't put anything on it. So I had a video for my YouTube channel, which is a fugitive TV. I was going to put TV. fugitive TV. Nice. So I was going to put the video up. But I remember talking to you and you said, make sure your video is over 10 minutes long. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. mine was at like six minutes or something. Yeah. or whatever. So I'm actually adding more content onto it so I can actually get that. First episode uploaded next week is going to be, you know, episodes about my, uh, what I've done in my life, pretty much what I discussed today. Yeah. Maybe get into a little more detail. Um, my TikTok is Fugitive TV as well. And what I'm doing on my TikTok is I'm just giving little snippets of basically everything I've been through or what I've done. Um, I'm even going to let people, because TikTok, you can get more, um, uh, I would say you can get more interactive with people. So I'm even let some people, you know, even like, like leave a reply, ask a question and then I'll come back, you know, with the answer to your question. How'd you do this or something yeah, like yeah. that? Whatever. If it's something I can't answer, I'm going to let yeah. you know, whatever, you know, things like that. So, but yeah, um, I started that maybe about uh, two weeks ago, actually, you know, and it's actually, um, there's not a lot of followers in there. It's about 170, but those 170 came within two weeks, you know, So right. I'm averaging about 15 followers a day right now. So it's picking up pretty good.
1: Well, um, yeah, definitely. Like we'll put the we can put the links for the TikTok, right? You can put it for, for the for the TikTok and for the YouTube channel in yeah. the, in the description. Okay. Uh so, you know, on the YouTube. Yeah. And you can answer questions in comment okay. section like I answer questions oh, all, yeah, all right, the time. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Oh, on my Instagram channel, I changed that to Fugitive TV too. So, I'm, I'm having it all unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I changed it all to Fugitive TV. Easy to remember, Fugitive TV. <laughs>
1: okay. Um Are you what are you going to do on the on the um YouTube? Are you going to interview people or are you just going to keep doing your story at some point? Your story is going to end, it's going
0: to end. So, yeah, eventually, after I'm done with my story, I do want to interview people. I do want to start interviewing people. I do want to start talking about even you know, how do you find
1: people that were were like fugitives, though?
0: Oh, that's the hard part. Like, you could interview
1: me, yeah. You know, I was, I did three years.
0: Maybe find a secret location and put a mask on them or something like that. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: not, they don't have to be on, they they have to have been on the run. Like, yeah. they don't currently have to be on the run. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. You could well, scour the newspapers and try and find them. Think about within.
0: it, what's the, what's the channel, Vice TV? Yeah. Don't they, the Vice TV, they have gangsters, they are on like doing drug deals with them and everything. Like, I how know, are they doing but, that? Yeah, I don't right. want to be in the middle of a drug deal, but I'm like... It's the, you know,
1: it. it's, it's, first of all, the YouTube thing, first of all, you got to get monetized. Like yes. that, that takes, you know, that's 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers. Okay. Um, but, you know, and even then, when you get, then you have to get, you, you, people, people think like you're making, oh, you're, you know, that video's got, depends on what your, what your RPM is, or, yeah. or they call it a CPM also. Um,
0: gotcha.
1: Uh, like YouTube calls it an RPM, but depends on what they're charging you for your RPM. Cause like, you, like I'll have a video that has like a 1,000, It'll have like 100,000 views. Like, I have like one video that's got over 100,000 views. Like, but that video total made about a thousand bucks. Yeah. Well, about 1,200 bucks. So, mm-hmm. most of the videos that make like 5,000 have to get five or 10,000 views. Yeah. Only make maybe 50 or 100 bucks. Like, they don't make a lot of money. So, you know, and so you've got to, it, t- it just takes a long time. So, yeah. you got to figure out what that, what your niche is and do it in a way that it doesn't become a full time job that doesn't pay you. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of got to, you, you, it's, 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 it's a, it's a bitch, bro. Oh, man. Oh, It takes forever.
0: Well, one thing I forgot to tell you, actually, so that very first charge I had, false information to a pawn shop, the private attorney, the one I just had, he looked into that because he wanted to go all the way from the beginning. Come to find out, I didn't even have to plead guilty to that. He goes, it was never false information to a pawn shop. You put that you literally owned a TV for a couple weeks and that a friend gave it to you. Right. And they never showed you that. You didn't have to plead guilty. You never stole the TV or any of that. You could have took that to court and the judge probably would have thrown it out. You would have never had a felony to begin with. You could have went Oh yeah, with if your you lie. had
1: a decent attorney, oh, he would have got man. all. He would have got all that thrown out. Yeah. If I, you had a decent attorney, I, I never I, lied about yeah. anything. It was a, I told you ever told you everything I knew about yeah. the TV. I didn't know it was stolen. Like you can't charge me for a TV that he gave me that I didn't know. Now if you could prove I knew it. Yeah. Now I messed up because now I'm trying to pawn stolen information, stolen it. A, a property. You got it. But none, you weren't guilty of any of those charges.
0: Nothing, and I've. And that
1: spiraled too.
0: that spiraled everything started the whole thing that one thing so whoever man if you're still out there that started everything man
1: <laughs> well uh, so what else you so anything else what else are you doing now or oh uh, well it?
0: right now actually um like i said i still have um uh the couple businesses i'm doing now with the um to the mobile homes, I'm getting back into that actually. Right. Because we sold the mobile homes to pay for my attorney. Yeah. So we're getting back into that. Um I'm also in starting a um group up to where we're actually going to develop a metaverse game as well. Um so I've been heavy into researching uh metaverse and even was buying some property in the metaverse because you can make a lot of money off crypto and things like that. Right. So I have a, a crew and we're getting together we just got to get a couple more coders. And we want to start our own metaverse page, our own metaverse game. You know, instead of participating and giving somebody else some money, why don't we start our own? Right. And, you know, so I got a a few things, actually, you know, that you know i'm trying to do because you know when i when i leave this earth i want to leave an empire it's pretty much what i want to do you know so right. i want to have my kids straight and i don't want them to go through anything i went through with no mci jobs and it gets bankrupt i want them to have their own stuff you know and <laughs> I, I, I don't have to, have to palm any tvs or anything like that <laughs> where's
1: the guy remember i told you about the guy that uh, there, i've had a couple of guys contact me and that did I send you
0: the, the information oh, of the yeah, guy? You did you with the so mobile like, home? Yeah,
1: with the mobile yeah, home, yeah, the guy yeah, actually yeah. contacted me. He bought a couple of mobile homes and turned them into rooming, ha- or rooming houses.
0: Yes, you did tell me that. Yeah, actually. in, you that in Jacksonville. Me. Yeah, he did. Send that His looks pretty good, right? Yeah, it did. I, t- I took a look at that, and that was actually a pretty um pretty good concept because I was telling you that um.
1: Well, I did a whole video on on not on mobile homes, but on renting out rooms. I got yeah, a whole a video, video cool. on it, like I talk about changing the like, like the locks, the the, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Listen they call up. it house hacking, don't they?
0: Isn't that house hacking?
1: No, I mean, they call lots of things hacking. Like, it's just, that's just a term. That's just, they'll say, you know, like real estate hacking. It was just whatever. It's just like a, you know, it's like a secret, it's, yeah. a, it's a secret recipe. Yeah. But I, I'm telling right now, like, I, I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Have multiple, have, um, rent out the rooms, two people per room. <laughs> but I was telling you before, actually, too, we were even thinking about, um, doing it for, um, uh, housing the homeless, because the, if you have rooms for the homeless, you get paid from the state. The state pays you, you know, right. as well, too, and you get a guaranteed check every month.
1: Plus the um, that. Uh, veterans. Yes. Yeah, yes. the veterans thing, too.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you watching, so if you like the
1: video, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so you get notifications of videos like this. Uh, also, um, leave a comment on in the comments section and share the video.